The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us with the custody queens, yeah, you can count on us with the custody queens. All right, everyone, happy Saturday. I'm Sam McBride. I'm here with Kristen Holstrom and Melanie from Olive Crest. We are so excited for today's show. And before we get into, you know, this show, I just want to take a minute to tell everyone how important this show is to Sam and I. Melanie is with Olive Crest Children's Foundation, and this is an organization that Sam and I and other attorneys in our firm have worked with for almost nearly a decade. And if you guys follow us on social media, you always see the giant toy drive that we do at the end of every year. And that is for the children of of Olive Crest. And it's really important for Sam and I to share Melanie and what her team does and how they help so many children and how you guys as listeners and participants in the community can get involved with such an amazing organization. So I just wanted to say that because this is very special. It is very near and dear to my heart. I love babies. I love children. And I think that there's so much love out there that we want to make sure everybody gets it. So Melanie, can you tell us uh, what is Olive Crest for anyone out there that doesn't know? Yeah, of course. Um, so we're a social services nonprofit. So we work with kids and families all across Southern California um, who are in crisis or trying to come out of a crisis. So that's gonna be kids and families within the foster care system or who've experienced trauma. And really our goal is a strong family for every child. I love that. You know, every child deserves a strong family. Exactly. Oh, that makes it really just, you know, it tingles my heart when we talk about this because there's so many families that need help. And, you know, one of the things that Sam and I do in being in family law is that we often are dealing with clients and and humans that are going through a traumatic experience or, you know, that are going through a desperate experience. And we as attorneys try to help them. So Sam and I wanted to bring Melanie on just to tell all of you what you can do to help make a strong family. Absolutely. And it's it's so important that we pay attention to topics like this. We're often so busy in our day-to-day lives that we can pass over some really important issues and some really good help that everyone probably wants to provide. So it's, it's important to take the time to really consider it. All right, Melanie, um, just can you sum up? I, I know Sam asked you what Olive Crest is, but you know, what is it to you? What is it to the community? You know, kind of give us like your mission statement. Yeah, I think one of the things that's really most important to us is meeting families who are in need. Um, A lot of times uh, there's families in our community who are struggling and they don't have the support that maybe you and I have with our family or our friends. And so a lot of what we want to do is provide, you know, restoration and healing for these families. And that looks different for a variety of families. You know, that could be providing mental health services for a family. It could be helping with behavior intervention. It might be being a foster family to a child that maybe, you know, has been bouncing around homes for years. Um, And so one of the things we always say is, you know, we can all do something to come alongside those children and families in our community. Um, It's just figuring out exactly what your something is. And one of the things that I 
love about Olive Crest is there really is a place for everyone where it's whether it's volunteering like you know you guys do and providing those Christmas gifts for all of our children to we have staff that are working with about 4,000 kids each and every day from here up to the state of Washington and so getting to know these families and their stories to hopefully get them to the other side of those stories is what's most important to us. Well I, I love hearing the success stories and I go to many of the events and I'm so excited they're back in person yes. you know um and we actually have an event coming up, which is, it's called Olive Crest Pick a Purse. And it's a really important event because it brings in a lot of, can I say money? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it allows Olive Crest to get some financial assistance to provide restoration for these families. And you get a purse. So, you know, if it's something you're interested in the future, it's one of my favorite events. I love taking my daughter. She, you know, thinks she's on a runway. And, uh, you know, I think she got a Tory Burch purse. And I was like, okay, mom's going to borrow that. <laughs> Um, But it's just, it's something very, very, very special. And I don't think anyone who helps a community member or helps heal a family ever says, well, I really regret doing that. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that just makes you feel like you're in a world that's, it's bigger than you. And it just makes you feel good that you're helping someone. And Sam and I really, our whole mission statement of the Custody Queens is that we want to educate, we want to provide resources for people so they don't need to call us for the next 15 years. Yeah. Even if I love my clients, I always want them to grow and heal and move on. <laughs> yeah, and that's why this show specifically and, and this week's show is so important to us because we want to make sure that everyone out there really starts to get the education behind some of these issues. You know, we, a lot of times here, there's charities out there, there's nonprofits out there, and that's the end of the sentence. So we really want to make sure that we bridge that gap and get that connection in so that you out there, all you wonderful people that want to help, know how to. All right, so before we really have Melanie get into, you know, what some of the qualifications are to be a foster parent, if you're interested in becoming you know, part of the organization or helping, how do you do that? We're gonna get into all of that. But <laughs> first, Sam, let's talk about our highs and our lows. And we'll we'll hit up Melanie too. Oh gosh, okay. Okay, my first? Well, let's start with your high. Well, um, my high and my low go together for the week. Um, and you're gonna appreciate this, Kristen. Uh, when it happened, I instantly knew I had to confess. So um, my high for this week is that I broke down and Kristen already has 15 of these, but I got like one of those floor mop vacuums, the Roomba or whatever. Like I was like, I gotta do it. I don't have carpet. I have that like, that like wood floor. So I'm like trying to make sure that I'm a little more tidy. So I get, so that's my high of the week, right? So I'm like pairing this thing with my, with my iPhone. Did you get which, the one that's like, that, that mops? Yes. Did you get the Brava M6? I don't know what it's called. Um, I will definitely get that over to you for your review. But the point is I got one. I figured out how to plug this thing in. I figured out how to pair it to my phone, which is a miracle. If you know me, I can barely sign on to someone's Wi-Fi. But so that was my high. Um, my low was that nobody told me that you need to supervise this thing. So um, where I live, I, ha- I leave my front door open a lot to like catch a breeze. And um, my fence was also open. So I was sitting on the couch and I heard like a grumble and I just thought, I don't know, maybe it was like a rabid dog walking by. But I turned around and I realized that my like Roomba was leaving the house. And so it left actually my house out my front door and went <laughs> out 
out, literally almost hit a car. I almost lost my life because I had to go save my new treasure from, like <laughs> it literally got into the street, like past the patio, past the fence, past the sidewalk, onto the street. I'm just envisioning like a giant tortoise, you know, going out your door into the street. Supervision, so I brought that thing in. I was like, nobody told me how to close the door. I thought I was like smart enough to know, but yeah, so it already tried to escape. <laughs> So that would be my low. Well, it's actually kind of funny you bring up the robot because I recently had, you know, my siblings over for, you know, the weather's awesome. We heated the pool and I had my my siblings over for a little pool party barbecue. And my sister's husband goes, he's looking around my house and just downstairs, I have four robots. And then upstairs, I have another three. And so he looks at me and he goes, Kristen, does, do those work? And I said, oh, the Brava M6, 100% life-saving it, it, it's a mop and then he goes one two three and then my husband of course like oh she got five more but it was just so funny to him how I could have that many but I am telling you anything that makes my life easier I'm all about it yes so yeah. but yeah that, that that is a good one all right Melanie what was your high uh, my high this week is I actually bought a house whoa so, oh, that's so a good real one. big high yeah is it your first one? First one. That, that is, is a big one. Super awesome. excited, super nervous. All at the same time, I might have to get some of these mops. Yeah. I don't know about five, but maybe one. <laughs> I might just trigger one. watch well, it. I'll, I'll, okay. keep a, I'll keep a note for a housewarming. Thank you. I'd appreciate it. Well, that's very, very, very exciting. Thank Becoming you. a homeowner. Yeah. Is very, it's a very satisfying moment. I hope I'll get there. Um, you right now, you know, it's just a little stressful, but I'm super excited. Yeah. And remember, you don't have to go furnish it overnight. Like I made that mistake with my first one. It's like I just went out and tried to buy everything just to make it look like it was lived in. And then I was like, no, let's, you know, wait and buy things as I see them that I like. Yeah. The yeah. waiting's the hardest part. I know. I, you know, it's like if you order something from Amazon and it says it won't be there for like three days, you're like, oh. Well, I'm just gonna go somewhere else now. Yeah, exactly. Gonna, like, yeah, we're that? so we are so unreasonable. So I, I need to manage my own expectations. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, my high was I'm actually really proud of myself. So this whole year, I've been trying to carve out time for myself and get back on my fitness journey. And I've always been a very, very fit person. I love the feeling you get with the, you know, the serotonin and you're getting all excited and the endorphins from working out. And I feel like for the last year, a part of me has just been tired and kind of sluggish and just not myself. And I remember telling Sam, like, I, I need to change something, whatever I'm doing is not working. And so I, I, I even have the Peloton. So I got the bike out. And I have done four classes this week. Yay. Wow. So, you know, and it's literally 30 minutes and you'll make every excuse in your head how you don't have time. You got to make lunches. You got to get groceries. But every time I work out and you break that sweat, you feel so good. So I'm proud that I broke that year long drought that I was feeling with the endorphins and just made a small change. That's awesome. Do do we have a low? Uh, yeah. You know, oh, I, I guess my, it's not really a low. It's, you know, my yeah, my baby is turning two. And so a it's a low in the sense that I will never have a baby again. Yeah. But I'm also excited that, you know, y your world opens up a little bit more once they don't need so many things and I don't have to pack the whole house to leave. And so, but all week I've just been kind of like, I don't have a baby. I will never have a first you know, with a baby again. Sure. But my sister's having a baby very, very soon. And so I will get my baby feels. And another one of my very good friends uh, is having a baby. And so I 
we'll have all the baby feels and vibes and then just give the baby back. So. <laughs> That's the way to do it. All right, Melanie, what was your low? Um, oh gosh. I mean, it's kind of hard to have a low when you just bought a house. So maybe it's my own emotional roller coaster is my my own low. If I is... could control how I feel every moment, it'd be perfect. But... Yeah, I, well, I'm working on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm riding I think the that's high, a... and then it just tanks, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, what am I thinking? Yeah. I'm doing amazing. Yeah, no, it's, it's, going. it's like when you wake up some days and, you know, I got food in the crock pot, all the lunches are made, homework's done, backpacks packed, soccer clothes are washed, and I just feel like I conquer the world. Yeah. Mom of the year, attorney of the year. And then three days later, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do that. There's not enough time. And it's just our own emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, Sam, what was your low? I told you I had chased oh, my yeah, robot. Yeah, chased my robot. All right, all right. All right. I'm the talk of the town right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys have like a, a Newport Beach Facebook group? And then they, you I'm know, on it. If somebody will take a picture and then tag you. For sure. Yeah. There's like a street group chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrup. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. Melanie, let's get back to you. And I really want our listeners to get a feeling and, and really picture exactly what you guys do. So how do you, if I was interested in becoming a foster parent, where would I start? How does the process look? Yeah, um, I think there's actually a couple options because I think a lot of people when they think, oh my gosh, I should be a foster parent, that's immediately super overwhelming, right? And so I always tell them there's actually a first step beyond that. Um, and it's one of our um, most valued programs. It's actually called Safe Families for Children. Um, and it's actually preventative care. So we're known for providing excellent services to kids and families in the midst of crisis. But what about all those families who aren't there yet? How can we keep sure. them from ever, you know, entering the system in the first place? Um, and that looks like being a safe family. And so it's coming to a couple of our training and just hearing what that looks like. You know, we work with a lot of single moms in the community who maybe are struggling with drug addiction or, you know, um, domestic violence that they're trying to escape from. Um, and so you can actually come alongside that mom um, and provide a safe space for her kids while she goes, you know, and gets the resources and help that she needs. And it's kind of a, that introductory step to, hey, I not only get to take care of this child, but I get to come alongside maybe this single mom or this dad or even this couple who just needs a safe place for their sure. kid. Um, and so that's where I always tell people to start. And then I think oftentimes that kind of opens the door um, to your heart and you're like, wait a second, I think I want to be able to do more um, and becoming a foster parent and really actually, you know, taking some of those kids more long term. And I love that you say that's the first step because just like anything, you know, big, it's it, you get I get overwhelmed very easily when I start seeing all these forms I have to fill out or just what goes in. So I love that you have that first step. It sounds like it can be something as simple as your time or, or your ear to listen. And it can be something even, you know, way more valuable, like taking in the kids way someone goes to rehab. So that I love that because I know that I have zero ability to foster with my schedule and my time. But that is something that I believe that I would really have the time for and make it a priority. Yeah. yeah, and I think that it's great that there are 
not necessarily different levels, but different things that you can do to really be involved. You know, if we look at a lot of major issues, if we look at them as a whole, especially if you're not in them or around them or you don't have any experience with them, you're going to get so overwhelmed that it can be paralyzing, right? Like, I'd love to be a foster parent, but I don't know anything about it. And I, you know, have this other obligation, so I can't. Um, and that's what we want to express is that's just simply not true, right? Like take it one step at a time, you know, and maybe you start with going on a website and then a phone call and then, you know, maybe you come to a meeting or, or an event, right? And, and you can kind of see what it's more about and more organically learn what's a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the way we handle our clients too. It, it's, you know, I've a lot of firms and attorneys do things differently. But if I have this conversation with someone who's, you know, entering a litigation or divorce process and I literally get off the phone and send them 100 documents to fill out, they're going to check out. I'm going to lose them. They're going to get overwhelmed. And we're not setting the tone or the stage for this process in a healthy way. I love that we can get our feet wet and then go from there. And one of the questions that even comes up through Sam and I, and that I've often wondered, is how often do the children go back uh, with their birth parents if someone's fostering? Because I know that I've had friends who have been interested in that process and that's their biggest concern, which I totally get. Yes, totally. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that we always try to remind all of our foster parents is reunification is the goal. Um, You know, adoption is not necessarily the goal. We want to see these families thrive in the future. And so um, I try to remind everyone, go into it with that mindset of, I get to love on and care for this child for whatever amount of time that I have them. And then hopefully, you know, through support and resources, um, that child will get to go back to a stronger family and maybe I can still be a support for them. So it really, really varies, I think, based on case to case. But I think the biggest thing is really, you know, where is your heart at? in the process Um, am I really rooting for this biological family to get back together and how does that change the way that I approach uh, caring for their child while I have them so I think you're saying that that the foster parent really has to manage their own expectations from the onset and has to really confirm with themselves that the reunification is the goal because I think that many people you know fall in love with these children and they have to kind of like most parents do they have to put their own emotional needs and desires aside to do what's best for these children yeah that's exactly right and you know it kind of brings up what Kristen and I do for a living you know nine to five is being in the family law court system a lot of times you'll get a parent even if unintentionally you know I want my child this period of time or I don't want this and we really have to always take that step back and and think you know but what is best for this child in the circumstances is it is it best for this child to really be reunified with you know the family that they grew up with and a better stronger family and then also by extension what's the other benefit of that if you do that and then you have you know an open home or an open space and maybe you can help a far Uh, larger audience or more people, right? So I'm sure that there's a lot of repeat foster parents that you have that they have successfully reunified or helped the process of reunification with the child and then they get to go experience it again. Exactly. Yeah, we have foster parents who they do it once and, you know, when that child leaves or is reunified, they think, I can never do this again. And then two months later, they get that call and they know that 
it's kind of their calling or their dream to be a part of that process. Um, because even if they don't get to be with that child forever, a lot of times that family or that child, you know, they haven't had a voice in this process. And you get to kind of help not only be a voice for them in that process, but teach them to use their own voice as well. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I, I mean, every time we get pictures, you know, or we hear stories about the success that Olive Crest has had with reuniting these children with their birth parents, or if it's creating that new stronger family because reunification isn't obtainable. It, those stories, they just, they mean so much to me because I look at my children and, you know, I try to, I'm teaching my daughter about strangers and other things. And there's so many children out there that don't have the strong family, that don't have a voice, that may have been abused. And, you know, one person can change that child's life. That's exactly right. So, Melanie, when it comes to the reunification process, let's say you have a, a foster child and that reunification process, for whatever reason, is not going to be fruitful. What's the next step? The next step is potentially adoption. And, and what does that look like? Yeah. So one of the things we actually do um, at Olive Crest is we don't just certify families to be only foster families. We actually certify them to be foster to adopt because um, we do get a lot of families who, you know, their goal is not to adopt. They're like, I have five kids, you know, I'm not ready. And then what happens when that they fall one in love kid, with the child? Exactly. They fall in love and we want them to already be at that step. And so we've had that happen many times where um, a story that may be started with you know trauma and adverse childhood experiences um, turns into something beautiful because this family's heart was just open to this child and so we've seen lots of families and um, be able to go through that as well. So what goes into that, that foster to adopt? Is it like a certain amount of education, time? What goes into yeah, that? so all of Crest actually, you don't have to pay anything to be a foster parent with us. We will actually um, do all the classes with you. And then one of the biggest things that we're all about is support. And um, not only internally from, you know, all of Crest employees, but we know that the need is so great that we need the community to be a part of what right. we're doing too. And so that's why we have people like you guys who, you know, contribute to our drives and come to pick a purse, things like that. Um, but essentially we're training you on, you know, hey, a lot of those behaviors that you might see with this child in your home, it stems from something more than just defiance, right? It right. stems from some of that trauma that they've experienced. Um, and the reality is about 40% of people will actually have at least one adverse childhood experience. Um, and the more that that increases, you know, there's likelihood for riskier behaviors, you know, um, and sleep deprivation and even physiological changes within the body. And so a lot of it is really teaching and training foster parents and equipping them for really coming alongside these kids in some of their lowest moments, you know. And it's super important because, you know, I always say that the kids, there are our children are our future, right? And it all, it starts in the home, it starts at a young age. And if these children have had adverse experiences and they don't get the help or have the resources, you know, to heal, then they carry that trauma with them forever. And if they have children, you know, it, they need those tools at a young age. You know, I, I, I try to teach all of my kids to be, you know, self-sufficient, independent, but every single day I tell them I love my children multiple times a day. You know, I think I've shared this. I, I ask, I'll tell my daughter I love her and she's so loving and snuggly and she'll tell me she loves me. And then I tell Brody, my middle child, he goes, I know that mama, you know, just different personalities. But if, if you don't have the financial resources to help, to donate, you know, there's so much you can do with simply your time. 
So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. What are some of the events or how how can our listeners get involved? Yeah, there are plenty of ways to get involved. Like we mentioned, and we do big events like Pick a Purse, which is really just getting to know who we are as an organization. You get games and food and a purse out of it. So I always recommend, you know, we do that once a year. Uh, but more than that, we do a lot of drives throughout the year. Uh, like you guys mentioned, you guys do what's called our Be the Miracle, where we actually get every single client that we work with um, and their siblings a gift from their wish list. It ends up being about 2,500 gifts. I think this oh year you goodness. guys had a U-Haul of gifts. <laughs> yes, it was we did. amazing. That's our um, resident shopaholic over you know, there. And you know, no, we have as much fun you know, getting these gifts. And I love bringing my team members with me. You know, it, it's just, I love when people stop and stare at all of our gifts. And, you know, at first people think that we're trying to steal every, you know, it item from, from the stores on the Christmas list. But once we tell them it's for a toy drive, I mean, people, we've had people cry, you know, in Target yeah, or Walmart. I actually, we were, we were shopping and Kristen was on like her 15th cart or something. And I was just like shuffling them back. And someone walked up to me and was like, how many children to you have <laughs> and then I corrected her and she was like turned bright red I was like no no it's okay but I think she thought that we were like clearing out the lot <laughs> yeah and you know and then we, t we I, I love taking pictures and showing them my kids and I try to teach my kids at a young age that not everyone you know has what my kids have at home they don't have that support and so I really really I really really pound it into my children that to be a good human, to provide empathy to other people. And, you know, we don't know what's going on with people, but if I can teach my kids to be part of the community and to lend a hand, then I know that I'm doing something right. Yeah, and I mean, it's a, a very used sentence, but like, you don't know the battles that people are going through, right? And people use it a lot, but like really, if you think it through, like everyone comes from a different place, different experiences, and the more education we can get out there and the more people that can understand that or actively, I mean, I, I do think that people want to be nice. People want to be kind and sometimes we get off track, but the more we can remind ourselves actively when we're engaging with people that everyone is fighting their own battle, I think the better off everyone is. and and the more communal feel we'll have. No, I, I agree. I think we all realize that that a lot of things are bigger than us and I wanna be part of something bigger than me. So I challenge everybody listening out there or watching, you know, you can watch us on YouTube or all of our past episodes are on custodyqueensonair.com. And I challenge everybody out there to pick an organization that is important to you, a nonprofit. You know, I love Olive Crest, but pick something that you are passionate about. Get your family involved, get your, you know, get your children involved and make it something that you do as a family and make, make, you, make your family stronger. But I really do challenge you. Don't just listen to this episode and, and we end in a few minutes. I want you to actually do something about it. And it can be something as simple as getting back to school supplies, you know, for the children in August. It can be obviously a financial don donation or it can t be taking that first step. So if you are listening, I 
I dare you, I challenge you to contact Melanie. She is a manager at Olive Crest Children's Foundation. There are other children's foundations as well, but I encourage you to reach out to Melanie. And Melanie, how do they get a hold of you? So you can go straight onto our website at olivecrest.org and there's a giant red button on there. It's the first thing they'll see that says volunteer. And that could be for any of our events. It could be being a mentor maybe for, you know, a foster teen mom and teaching her skills with her child. It could be being a safe family. It could be just volunteering uh, with our kids, but that's the best way to get in contact with us. So be part of the solution. Don't let our show end without doing anything. Please, please be part of something that's bigger than all of us. And the last thing I just want to say that one of the reasons I fell in love with Olive Crest is everybody, for the most part, loves babies, right? And, you know, they give you those googly eyes and, and they make funny sounds and they're just, you can, they're just amazing. But what Olive Crest does is they also help the teenagers that are aging out of the system, you know, in between, you know, the 19 age and is what they do is they help provide them with housing and jobs and you know uh, they teach them how to clean cook all all of those really important life skills and we are setting those adolescents up for success and so many people forget about that age just because you know they consider you're an adult and let's get real who's an adult at 18 (laughs) i was not so All right, I think we are out of time. We will definitely have Melanie on again in the future. We can talk about the Pick a Purse and how it went. It's one of my favorite events. Go to their website, www.olivecrest.org. And you can get more information there. Make sure you guys follow Sam and I on social media. And I do want to hear what all of you are doing to help out a community member. So thank you again, Melanie, for joining us. Thank you for having me. And remember... Let love rule. Thought it was love, had kids in between. You can count on us, we're the custody queens. Yeah, you can count on us, we're the custody queens. The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional, legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.